Hi, I'm John. Hi, I'm Imelda. Hi, I'm Michael. And we are Jim, Jim on, on Movies. movies. Uh, welcome, everybody. Um, welcome back for another episode of Jim and Movie. Um, my name is Michael. I'm joined today by my sister Imelda and her husband, John. Uh, Happy Christmas! Merry Christmas, everybody! Yeah. Um, basically, um, if you're new to the show, what we do is we look at movies um, in orders release, and we start at the very beginning of movies, and we pick three movies this week, and we we review them and give our opinions of it. But today we're going to do something special because it's Christmas really soon. Uh, we said we look we each one of us picked a movie, a favorite Christmas movie. Well, actually, we all decided that um, It's a Wonderful Life was the best Christmas movie ever. But we already reviewed that one in an earlier podcast. So we, we came up with different ones. Um, John chose Shop Around the Corner. That was uh, Imelda chose Scrooge. And I chose Love Actually. And, and we'll talk about each one. Of them. I, I chose Love Actually because my sister hates that movie so much. And I thought, well, this would be a good one. Hi, to yeah, no, so I, uh, um, I, I do like the film. I don't think it's my favourite Christmas movie, but I, I think there's there's a lot of negative about it, and I thought, well, I'll bring that one up. But we'll we'll get to that in a moment. So I'm going to pass it over to John. And he's going to talk about his movie. Thank you very much. Um, and I I, I kind of debated whether the shop around the corner was a Christmas movie or not, but. I decide I'm going with it. Um, it's one of my favorite little movies of all time. Um, so it's a 1940 movie um, directed by Ernest Lubitsch, um, starring Margaret Sullivan, James Stewart, and Frank Morgan. And really, it's a it's a it's a it's a really simple movie about a shop um, in Budapest. Um, the, the movie is adapted from a Hungarian play of the same name and. For anybody that's seen You Got Mail, You Got Mail is a complete rip-off. Well, not rip-off. It's, it's kind of a remake of The Shop Around the Corner. Um, the Shop Around the Corner chronicles the events of like the small store called Matichek and Company in Budapest. Um, Jimmy Stewart plays Alfred Kralik, the shop's top salesman. Um, and it's, it's all about his um, relationship with one of the newer employees of the shop, which is played by Margaret Sullivan. Um, she plays Clara. And unbeknownst to them, they're both in a pen pal relationship. So this is before the internet, obviously, because <laughs> it's set in, in the 1930s. So it, they're in a, a secret pen pal relationship, um, but they don't know who the other person is. And there's a back and forth, and you can see them arguing in the office, and but they're really in love with their pen pals. And they think they're going to get engaged at Christmas because they're going to finally meet their pen pal. Um, and to, the week before Christmas, it, 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 Jimmy Stewart's character kind of finds out in, in a really kind of famous scene that Clara is actually his pen pal friend. And he doesn't let on, though. And there's a really lovely climax to the film on Christmas Eve, which is really why I always associate this this movie with Christmas, because the last couple of scenes, it's all about the sales on Christmas Eve. And the, the tension really, it's not tension, but the, the drama really builds. Um, how is he going to 
to let on and how's he going to show Clara that it's it's him, you know, that she's in love with and, and not this this pen pal person. Um, and, and, and that's really the story. The end is just so sweet. Um, it's a beautiful romantic comedy. Um, there's some really great characters in it. And it's just all set in one room um, of uh, of a, a little store. I love this movie. It always makes me feel happy when I watch it. Um, it's got Jimmy Stewart and it's got Margaret Sullivan. Um, and I, I don't know what you guys thought of it. I, I would consider it a Christmas movie, all right. Right. It was really sweet. It, it ends on Christmas. Christmas yeah. I mean, it's all about them making sales for Christmas. And, yeah. Um, it's it's fascinating, the the interplay and the, the drama that happens in the shop. And a lot of it's happening outside the shop, but they're discussing it in the shop. Yeah. About the 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 man or the owners, Manichek's wife, and yeah, what's yeah. he up to? We never ever see her, but that's kind of very good the way they do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's very sweet. It's very uh, sweet. Yeah, I mean, I, I thank you, John, because I've never even heard the movie before, and yeah. and I watched it and I loved it and it was so sweet and so beautifully made and it was, and so it's nice to have that first experience watching something. Um, and I think all the characters are in there were really good. They had a good, good range of characters, and they're all uh, funny, and the interactions with each other was quite nice. Um, I can't remember some of the characters' names, but the way yeah. they spoke to each other and everything was just it's quite sweet and quite funny. Um, yeah, it's um, it's one of those format to do. I know it was 1940s, but I think there was other movies before follow the same format. You know, two people don't like each other, and then they follow yeah. 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 <laughs> that kind. And it, but it's a format that works, and that's why uh, they keep redoing it over and over again. Um, but yeah, um, I didn't. I think I would have liked if they saw a bit more that they, they had a falling out, you know, because it just went, oh, she got a job, and then they didn't like each other. Uh, yeah. I, I would love to have seen a bit in there why they didn't like each other, and then they were writing back and what these. Even a bit well, my my the guy I work I really hate. You know, one letters and yeah, you know this and he did this and whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just a lovely, sweet story and um, yeah, um, I, I I really enjoyed it. And it was just it was a nice movie. And I if I was going to mark, I think I'd give it like an eight out of ten or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'd be the same. And what's really interesting, a bit of trivia. Um, so Margaret Sullivan played Clara, and herself and Jimmy Stewart were really good friends. Right. And Jimmy Stewart was best friends with Henry Fonda um, throughout his whole life. And right. Margaret Sullivan ended up marrying Henry Fonda in the 30s, uh, right. which I thought is a nice little connection. And there's a there's a biography out there, um, which I, I'd love to get a uh, Christmas couple of days, um, <laughs> which is a biography about the, the actual the special friendship between Jimmy Stewart and Henry Fonda, because they were polar opposites in a from a politics perspective where, you know, um, Jimmy Stewart was very Republican and Henry Fonda was very Democrat, but they, they lived together in college. Uh, they lived together when they were in Hollywood um, and their their families were very close um, and they they shared loads of hobbies together and they used to holiday together. So that, that connection between Jimmy Stewart and Henry Fonda, I wasn't really aware of. And I, I must explore that a little bit more because that just fascinated me, like two completely different characters. Is she, she's, she's not Jane Fonda or Peter Fonda's mother? No, or anything like no, that. she's no, not, no, no. no. Oh, 
But she, she she died a real tragic death as well. She died really young, um, and she was beautiful. Like she was just in that kind of nineteen thirties look, look yeah. you know. Yeah. So that's mm. it's. I, I love the movie. I, I watch it once a year, always around Christmas, and it just makes me feel happy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a good feel factor movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so we go on to my my choice, which is Scrooge. I'm not really um, into Charles Dickens, I must admit. I don't really like any of his other stuff, but I've always loved A Christmas Carol. And this is the 1980s version of A Christmas Carol what, with Bill Murray. Um, sorry, directed by Richard Donner, but it stars Bill Murray, Karen Allen of Indiana Jones fame, and Alfred Woodward, which is, of course, from one of my favorite Star Trek movies. Yes, that's First right. Contact. So the plot is, well, the plot is A Christmas Carol. It's set up in the 80s in that he is a, a television producer and he's trying to bring violence and sex into the into an old The Christmas Carol tale. And of course, he's got the secretary who's got the child who won't speak since the child's father died. And he's got um ex-girlfriend who's Carl Allen, who he... He decided work was more important than her, his relationship with her. And so he gets visited, just as in all of them, uh, Christmas Carl, he gets visited by the ghost of Christmas past, present and future. And of course, it all works out in the end and he um, turns his life around and becomes a good guy again and gets back with the, the girlfriend. And of course, there are sad parts in it. I mean, one of the... One of the homeless guys, because his girlfriend mm. is in a homeless shelter, does die and that doesn't change, you know, which is, I mean, they kept that in it. He does turn into an angel at the end. You do see Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's kind of nice. Um, and I loved it. I like watching it. Um, I, I mean, there's so many versions of A Christmas Carol now, but I always thought this one was funny. So now there was some trivia there was one stage when bill murray falls out of a restaurant that was totally unscripted but they just kept it in <laughs> and another stage i think he hit alfred would alfred by accident but they just left it in so i guess they just kind of went with the flow of the movie <laughs> what did you think of it i i, I like it I, I remember i don't know whether i saw this in the cinema in the 80s or not but i remember i remember really? this and i've seen it so many times oh, yeah. i think it's very funny um and it just reminded me um when you were talking about uh, the homeless person i got confused and i wonder was there um a nod to groundhog day because he tried to help a homeless person there too um, do you remember the, the, he used to bring him to the soup kitchen and the homeless guy always ended up dying mm. so there was nothing he could do and it kind of reminded me I was getting a bit confused oh, it's, which movie was did he save him um, but it was obviously it's Groundhog Day I think after that I think it's pre or is it before I, I don't know yeah I know I like this movie I think Bill Murray um, he plays a real anarchic character like he's just you know you don't know what's going to happen and some of the set pieces are very, very funny. Um, and I, I love that the was it the there was a, a lady that was coming into the studio that they were recording in and she kept getting hit by things. I just thought oh, yeah. this was really she funny. She was the um safety person or the, something. The sensor. The sensor. <laughs> yeah. I just, she just kept getting whacked with stuff. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, no, it's a it's a really terrific Christmas movie with with a typical kind of 
slushy, soft ending, you know. Of course, that had to happen. Had to happen. Yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, John Forsyth was in as well. Him from Dynasty. Dynasty, yeah. I recognised his voice, but I obviously had heard it before that it was him. Mm. He was Marley, the previous partner. So that was good too. Michael, you loved it too, of course. Um, it, it's another fantastic movie. Yeah, it's. I think I, I watch it most Christmases. You know, and it's, it's always good. It, it's a modern retake. Of the Christmas Carol, it was just set instead of setting in years ago. It's set in obviously at present time when it's being made, so all the things were more related. Um, so um, the, the, it wasn't a lone shark. He was, you know, a TV sector, you know, and so we, yeah. you know, and all this kind of so relating to modern times. So it's a nice way to retell a, a classic story uh, and related to um, current events on a. Um, yeah, um, I liked it. Back to the eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But eighties when it was made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like the spirits. I especially like the past. She, she was the on oh, no, the present one. So the, oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she was good. Yeah, and, and I liked the kind of the character development of him as well. And you could see how like he was just put in front of TV, and obviously affected his life and things like this and. How even showed how his parents was and all this, you know, they didn't have Christmas decorations up, so it was all kind of influenced them, uh, and that was a really good story of it. Yeah, I, I think again, Bill Murray is a fantastic actor, so I think he can he can play that kind of part and he, he can play it well. And yeah, again, I guess it, it's it's the only negative. It's another retelling of the same story. I mean, I don't know how many times we've yeah. seen on Christmas Carol. It's the same story. But this one had a different take on it, so I think get extra points for that because it was set as, when it was made. Groundhog Day was 1993. Oh, so it was yeah, way after. after. Okay, yeah, okay. After, yeah. Yeah. We'll probably not to that one. Have yeah. the kids seen it, Michael? Have the kids seen it? Uh, yeah, we saw. I think we saw it last year. Yeah. Oh, very good. So yeah, um, I don't think they they talked that much of it because, you know, I think if they were born in the 80s, you know, there would be more. Yeah. But now it's, it's probably an old film for them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, it was made years before they were born. Exactly, yeah. So this is it. Um, but I remember watching this as a kid on TV, and I loved it. Uh, and yeah. it, was, it was just a good movie, yeah. And um, yeah, it's just like I said, nice retelling of it. Um, it just did it well. So yeah, it was good. Okay. All right. Well, I'll do um, Love Actually then, uh, which is my movie's of choice. And there's a lot to say, lots of good and lots of bad about this, but uh, so it's Love Actually is 2003 and Richard Curtis was the director of it. And you can't really do a plot because there's lots of little stories mm-hmm. on it, but it's kind of focused really on all the different types of love. And I, I think that's why I like it. Uh, normally when I talk about movies, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of do all the good stuff and then I have to do a few bad things, but I'm going to reverse it. I'm going to, there's lots of bad stuff about it. Um, there's no real strong women roles in the movie and stuff. Even for two thousand three, was was quite bad. Um, kind of demoralised cheating a little bit on it. Maybe a lighthearted about the cheating part of it. Um, there's lots of fat shaming in there as well in, in the movie. Um, but I think the project itself was trying to get as many stories as you can about different types of love. Into into an hour and a half long movie, however long it lasted, and you kind of have to kind of use lots of little tricks and stereotypes and things like that to 
get the movie across. Um, we were talking the other day, Mella, about um, the story. Um, the guy loves his best friend's wife. He's like a stalker. And, and, and you're right, it is because he's obviously recording it. But if you only have like a 10 minutes, five minute slot to tell that story, how do you tell that story? So it's obviously he's getting copper having the video camera. He's getting he's watching the camera to show that he's in love with her. So there's a lot of ways I think that I had to kind of combine so many stories that don't portray the counters very well, but a, a quick way to show that how they feel about something. So lots of those stories, but I, I, I like it. There's so many different stories, and I, I think they covered it well as best they could. So we've got a story between best friends. So the guy, he wants to make, um, Billy wants to get back into the music industry, but he has, and he's always dreaming about being big and being successful and being number one for Christmas. But he kind of realised at the end of the movie that it's actually the best thing was to spend his manager, Joe, was the best thing he had and stuff. So it was... Um, so that story wasn't love, romantic love, it was best friend love. So, and they kind of captured that in there. Um, that a love between um, a brother and a sister. So, there's a sibling love that this woman, Sarah, who, who was mad in love with this guy for years, um, but he, she, sorry, she chose her brother over him because he loved, she loved his brother. Um, sorry, he loved, she loved her brother. Not in Alabama way. No, not that way, but love yeah. that she had to look after him and care for him and protect him and, and, and be there for him. So she sacrificed herself, her own happiness, for the love of, of, of her brother. Um, he got the, the love between a father and son, or well, stepfather and son. Um, so, and how he supported and, and be there for him when he was falling in love. He had this kind of young love between the, the kids, Sam and, and Joanne. So he had that kind of love as well. So, new love in there as well. Um, you had, um, like we said, but kind of the he was in. He had his best friend, but he was in love with his wife, and so it was unattainable love. So he couldn't. He wanted him, but he, he loved his best friend, so he couldn't do anything about it. So that talked about that one. Um, we had the one with the the language. You know, so two people didn't speak the same language, but they could also fall in love without having a common language. And we as a viewer as well was quite interesting because we could see what they were saying and they had the same conversations even though they didn't know it and I thought that was quite clever as well. Um, he also had the kind of um, the Prime Minister and the Tea Lady and it was always it reminded me of like a Cinderella story because it's like it was a prince who couldn't marry the maid because of the titles and everything but they fell in love and so they had a little romantic story in there as well. Um, had a bit lust as well because obviously the manager um, was in love with the secretary, but he was married, um, and so it had a whole relationship in there as well. And I think all these stories all put together at the same time. And also had quite a nice one with um, the people who were in stand-ins because they they were naked and they were um, pretending having sexual acts and things like that. But they went on a date and they're really shy, and which is kind of reversal of. Things because normally you go on dates and then you see people naked. Um, and, but he, he, he was too shy to even kiss her at the end of the day, so it just kind of played a you know about kind of romantic is different from the sexual love part of it and stuff. And so they haven't played with that as well. So I thought all these things were quite good. And 
I think it had a nice idea that love doesn't have to be romantic. Love can be in different forms as well, and love can happen in different ways, like um, siblings and, and a father and son, all these kind of things. They can have a, so had a whole range of characters, and, and kind of, it's, I think it's quite difficult to do a whole lot of movie on all these stories in that short amount of time. So I can see all the kind of criticism with it, but I can see to flush out any of those stories would take a whole movie in itself. And you could do that better. But And I had lots of funny moments in there as well, which I quite enjoyed. Um, a fantastic soundtrack um, and a fantastic cast, you know. So um, I think for all those reasons, I just I just quite enjoyed it. So that's that's, that's my opinion anyway. But yes, I, I know you, Mella, didn't, didn't do you want enjoy it. We're just trying to debate who's going to go first. You go first. And okay. <laughs> um, John just sent me, he showed me a message. It should have been called Lust, actually. Lust, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think your points are very valid, Michael. I mean, I can see where you're coming from. Absolutely. I suppose with me is I saw the movie probably, I didn't, don't think I saw it in the cinema, but I definitely saw it one Christmas. And I didn't like it straight away. Didn't like it at all. But I didn't really analyse why I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. I think the probably the story that stood out was Emma Thompson's character being cheated on by her husband, Alan Rickman. And I thought that was really sad. So that probably stood out in the movie for me. But, but then when I thought about it going now, because of course we're analyzing these movies, why didn't I like it? And I think the reason I didn't like it is it's, it's a romantic comedy written by men it's probably meant to be aimed at women, but it's all done from the man's perspective, which is totally fine. I love those two. But it's really, it seems to be like a man's fantasy. It's, there's lots of cases where the men are in position of power. You've got the prime minister dating the tea lady. You've got the writer dating his cleaning lady. You've got a, a guy dating his secretary. You know, these are all older men. So again, it's an older man's fantasy of being able to get a younger woman. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Got the power to do it. Then you've got, um, then you've you've got like kind of pervy ones. I think the young fella going to America just for sex. I mean, that's another male fantasy. You know, I can go to America or I can go abroad and get loads of women to sleep with me. And it's the same with the porn bit. I mean, I know there were there were characters were nice, but. I mean, it is like male fantasy, looking at naked people. Why not? And what was the other one? The, um, what was the other? Oh my goodness, my mind has gone blank. I had a point with the other one as well. Which one? The, anyway. The Laura Linney. Laura Linney. Yeah, the from the female perspective, it was, yeah, like you said, Michael, the female characters were very weak. Oh, the guy fall, uh, fancying his best friend's wife. Yeah, that yeah. bit like, I mean, if he was his best friend, you wouldn't fancy the wife. I mean, no, of course you can. But surely if you fancy somebody, you fancy somebody, you can't, it doesn't mean you just have to act on it. Everyone has. He acted on it. But he did act on it. Well, he did, but he didn't at the same time. Though. No, 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 he, he, he did. He went I like, mean, I, I do love you, but I'm not going to do anything about it. No, no, no. I think it was, if he was a true friend, first of all, I mean, when we're younger, you do fancy loads of people. But I mean, if if I was introduced to some guy as this is my boyfriend, like my friends, say my friend said this is her boyfriend, 
then immediately he was in the no-go zone. It didn't even dawn on me to think of him as anything else. Oh, yeah, I know. But, uh, I mean, we, I mean, justifying that stuff. But <laughs> yeah, I know. I just thought it was, yeah. I think he wasn't a true friend. Now, i got to say the Liam Neeson story was lovely. He trying to um, bond with his stepson after the, I mean, that was, again, there's a lot of sad stories in it, really. But he was trying to bond, and that was a nice story. But I think that was actually about the only one that was nice. Because, again, Laura Linney's character, she chose her brother, but her love story was very sad, too. Like, it, it just it just seemed to be very, I, did, I just didn't like any of the stories. I just thought they were all a bit creepy, yeah. a bit. I know, you're right. Because none of the stories, they have to put in like a 10-minute slot. So you can't really... Stories. You could pick lovely stories in a 10-minute slot. But, I mean, how, but how many stories could you flush out, though, really, in 10 minutes that you could do? Yeah, but they, use, uh, if they had um, made the Prime Minister female... Yeah. Oh, no, they should do. It was very sexist. You know, I mean, it was completely sexist all the way through. And I think that's why, when I look back well, at it... I think if you had to do a film... Where you change gender stereotypes and stuff, which films do a lot and stuff, and we're getting progressively better. Mm. That's the movie in itself. But if you do 10 stories, you can tackle that issue within a 10 minute slot. You could you do. Have to, well, I think it'd be difficult to do if you did challenge that. Right. I, I think they did 10 itself. really bad stories. Well, no, nine really bad stories and one nice one. I mean, out of all the stories, why couldn't. I mean, if half of them were nice, yeah, yeah, half of them weren't so sexist. Pervy, it was a pervy movie. I think it was pervy. John, what did you think? You um, did, did you? Oh, I didn't at all. <laughs> no. Um, I remember the. Fr- uh, there's a couple of things that I remember. I remember the first time seeing it and hearing the love is all around. That the, the music comes in for love, and I'm like, oh, not this fucking song. <laughs> and then your man comes in, the old rocker comes in. I thought that was funny. I thought that was very clever introduction because I just thought they were playing. Uh, here we go again, four weddings and a funeral. You know, we're, we're going to listen to wet, wet, wet again. But it was actually, I thought that was good. Um, I thought his story is the only story in the movie that still holds up through modern eyes because the rest of it, like I, I, I worked I work in an office and with a lot of people, my God, if HR were watching this movie, they would be like, oh, my God, because you had the boss Pervin on his secretary. secretary. You had that same boss telling Laura Linney's character to go have sex with the co-worker. Um, and I'm like, I, I I couldn't even imagine saying those things See, in an office. I, I, I saw it differently, I guess, because I saw... The secretary was uh, coming on to him because he. he the, yeah, you're, a, you're, a, you're a manager. Like if he you're is in a position of power. If you're, if, yeah, if yeah I, no, I understand that, but he wasn't. He wasn't making the initial moves on her. And yeah, I thought he, he's still with the manager. He was more kind of encouraging her to be follow her heart instead of going go and have sex with him. I said, like, you in love with him? Do something about it because we've been friends for two years or more than two years. Go and have that friendship. Go and have make that move because you know you want to. I didn't see like go go have sex with him. I, well, I, well, I, see from a, I see it from a work perspective, and I'm like, oh my god! Like there's lines you just don't cross. Yeah, and, but and I mean, I think, I, again, I'm going back to the kind of earlier point about kind of having, you know, we couldn't see a movie where 
you slowly find out that she's in love with this co-worker and then they go on, you had to kind of get straight to the point. That's what yeah, yeah, so my, my they, point is, my point nice is, there's ways of doing that. They didn't do no, it no, right. No, my point but is, just do it better though. Like, don't make, don't make the movie. Like, if yeah. you can't make the point, because I, I think in ten years' time, this movie will be erased from history. I, I really believe it'll be gone because they're like the fat shaming in it, like. The, the father of the Aurelia character calling the sister Mrs. Dunkin' Donuts 2003, those things are no longer funny. Yeah, like yeah. they just, they're not funny anymore. I think they funny at the time, to be fair, yeah. But I don't know, like, but you couldn't, you couldn't actually make it now. You couldn't, you just couldn't, you couldn't have those things being made now where Martina McCutcheon w w was being fat shamed um, when she wasn't. When she wasn't. Um, and you had Liam Neeson. Like, there was two scenes in it that I think were amazing, like from an acting perspective, like Liam Neeson breaking down. Liam Neeson is a brilliant actor. Mm. And the scene with, um, uh, what's her name? Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. That's that, that is just, like, th amazing. those scenes are just incredible because... Yeah. My heart breaks when I watch that. It just absolutely, it crushes me because she just carries that beautifully. Mm. And it's just a crushing scene. Um, and this, and then uh, Liam Neeson is breaking down and she says, stop crying, nobody nobody likes a sissy. <laughs> Some of this stuff is just like, you're watching this now and you're going, my God, you couldn't do that nowadays. You just couldn't, like you couldn't use that language or, or say those things. So I think enjoy the movie, because it's going to be gone in, in, in like five or ten years. It just it won't exist because we'll, of the, um, it's so problematic. Like, we'll, we'll still be doing the podcast like, then, so we can discuss twenty thirty two. We'll have it's, a chat. It's just so problematic, really. Like, um, but there are very funny scenes. Um, I, like Liam Neeson, I, he carries it. Emma Thompson is brilliant. But th I was reading something about it that she's the only female character that has over 16 words or something or, or 16 lines of dialogue. Like the women are all objects. Like it's it's just so clear. And the other the other women that are that are not objects are, are, are forgotten about their housewives or whatever. They don't have any position of power um, and the men are controlling them. Like it's 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 pretty awful. Like. But there are some very funny scenes. I love the story of the old rocker. I think that's the only love story that actually made any sense to me. <laughs> so we'll just have to agree to disagree. Agree right? to disagree. No, I think all the points you made are, are absolutely right. Um, it is, and I said it right at the beginning. And I remember having a conversation with Colin, Seth and Mello's brother, um, um, was a huge fan of this movie, and I was saying how sexy this movie. And I remember saying, "Tell him when the movie came out, mm. to dream how sexy this movie is." And you're absolutely right. And there's lots of things are wrong with this movie that even at the time when it came out, not just now, twenty years yeah. later, at the time when it came out was bad. But I liked it, and I'm only defending it in terms of I don't think many story writers or many script writers could write. That many stories and that lot and doing it a way a different way that it could be better um and yeah you may be right maybe it shouldn't have been made but i i, I enjoy the fact that it has so many stories i've never you think of like suicide squad i had all these characters there's no characters development nothing it's just like here's a, a um a, a screenshot of the character's name and that's the only character felt and then yeah. they go on and do the movie and kill everything yeah. 
but this had kind of detailed storylines, um, good or bad, to combine all that into one movie. I, that's what I enjoyed about it. And that's what I got. You're looking at it from the, the filmmaker's yeah, perspective. Yeah. 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 Trace something. You think even like um, The Phantom Menace had two main characters in it. And that was a rubbish movie because it couldn't, it didn't have one focus on it. But this had, what, 20 plus characters in it and has so many and all different storylines and all kind of combined as well. Uh, I think it, it, it was in terms of that, it was... Um, it was really good. Um, but I have some trivia for you. Um, Go on. Um, do you know at the beginning where the band played um, the Beatles songs, um, Love All Is Round? Um, Richard Curtis got the idea because he went to Jim Henson's funeral and all the Muppets um, played Love um, songs during the funeral. So we got the idea from that. Okay, and I have a question for you guys as well. See, so can you. Okay. Um, can you remember how long Sarah worked at Howie's agency for? Because he said, you know, you went to so the closest guest could win the prize. We know. <laughs> so Sarah worked at which agency? So we know the, um, the guy who was having an affair. Yes. yes you know, you, how long have you worked here? And she said, I've worked here for this length of time. I, I'm going to say six months. Six months. Yeah. Thank Mella. Um, year and a half. Uh, it was two years, seven months, three days, and two hours. <laughs> and then he goes, how long have you been in love with this guy? And she goes, two years, seven months, three days, and one hour and a half, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that was what great. I do is on Instagram, I'll put up a um, poll so we can see who agrees with who. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I said, I, I completely agree with every point you said. It is a shocking movie in terms of um, and, and not even that, it's just sex in terms of diversity as well and stuff. There's not really any, and, and, and the guy obviously going off to America was um, just just a fantasy part of it. I just, I just like the, the, the concept of trying to make something uh, so yeah. intense with so many storylines. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what that, that, that I enjoyed from it. Yeah. Okay. And, well, can, I, can I just say, when I was watching it, um, the scene where Liam Neeson's son is at the, at at Heathrow, and yeah. he, he he Mr Bean is there, and he well Mr Bean not Mr Bean but um, Rowan Atkinson is there, and he 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 gets through security by going around Rowan Atkinson and running through the airport, and I'm like, there's just no way anybody in the world is running through Heathrow like that. But I'll make another point as well though. Um compared to those three movies, uh, I mean your one was a remake of Christmas Carol mm-hmm. uh, and your one was kind of a every Hallmark movie they ever made. But this one was original, bad as it was. A bad it was original. original in, in terms of, of a storyline. I guess I, that's why it hasn't been redone. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> what I would like to say, though, you know, it is Christmas, and we all we all want a Christmas miracle, the kind of Christmas miracle that happened when love actually was actually over. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that in a comedy sketch recently, and I said I have to have to use that. I don't think that argument holds up, Michael. Which one now? The one um, that it, at least it was original. I don't think that argument holds up. Well, why not? Let's let, let's when we come back in uh, 2032, let's see <laughs> is it still on the 
the TV okay. at that stage. And if it is, I'll bow to your better judgment. <laughs> so with 10 years, we come back and we record. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens then. Yeah. Okay, I'm John. I'm Elda. Michael. And we have been Jim on Movies. movies.